0: Wow, there's a little fizz. A little yeah, little fizz, yeah, a little, fizz a little that mic's probably uh, like seen better days and at some point will be behind us. But welcome in, no punts allowed. And first and foremost, you are giddy. Like this is off season. I guess it's I guess it's there's National Signing Day things happening, but you we jumped on here pre-show. Normally we're a little lethargic getting our feet under us, but you are ready to go. Yeah. You are excited.
1: I don't think I've ever been this excited to record because there's just so much to talk about. There um, is. In and it's just all comical. Like it's not any none of this is really that serious. And that's it's why just, we love this sport. Exactly. Exactly. I I legitimately was thinking about it today. I was like, if there's someone listening to this podcast, That their, like, wife or girlfriend or whoever is, like, not really into sports, but they love the Real Housewives. I'm going to tell you to go ahead and play the Jimbo Fisher press conference from today or let them read the quotes from Lane Kiffin and just, like, let them pick a side because this drama is as good as Bravo and reality television. Like, that is the gateway drug to getting them to watch sports with you is yes. have them listen to these coaches in press conferences. Like college football is the gateway drug to getting women who don't really like watching sports, but love reality TV to watch because this is what it's like today. It's been crazy. And also the fact that like Jimbo or Jim, not Jimbo Jim Harbaugh is interviewing so for sad. an NFL job on national signing day. And his yeah. college college. like, it's we, just, you can't
0: write this script. Jimbo. I just like listening to him talk and we will talk about that. Yes. Um, but let's talk yes. Caleb yes. Williams, USC. Um, you and I talked yesterday cause we were thinking like, do we write on this? And we wrote, I wrote about transfer quarterbacks today, <clears throat> but it was such a uh, I think a foregone conclusion, honestly, Paige. Like, yep. this is what we expected. How we got here was kind of interesting. Wisconsin and...
1: fans will disagree that we expected this, okay? I think they were a little upset. But outside of Madison, yes. everyone expected Caleb to to join Lincoln Riley at USC.
0: So I have a couple of thoughts on this. But here's my most – in, in giving this a day, what resonates. I think mm-hmm. that – I don't think Caleb Williams will win a national championship at USC – I think they've got a lot of work to do, but when you look at significance, you could make the argument that this move, it's maybe not as significant as Lincoln Riley, but what he symbolizes for them is like relevancy. Yeah. And like the impact on like the next two years, isn't so much having an awesome dude to play quarterback. Cause you know, he's, he's, he's got to get better. He will get better by the way. He's going to get a hell of a lot better. But I think for them, this is kind of like this, you know, the claim back to, like, all right, shit's getting real now. We got our coach. We have our quarterback. And if you have a coach and you have a quarterback, you can win some games. To me, though, it's more of, like, if USC is going to be real and get back to where we expect them to be, it's not Caleb Williams that's going to do it. It's going to be the quarterback that's seeing this news next cycle, two cycles from now, that says, yes, this is something I want to be a part of, which I think is massive. Like, you, you're they're in a position to actually climb out of this hole which is wild when you think about where they were just a year ago.
1: Yeah, and you and I talked about this a little, but like I think even seeing the reaction of some of like the former players who yeah. to Caleb coming, it, it's exciting because I think some of those players couldn't say publicly how they really felt about the situation under Clay Helton. And that was hard. And I think that kept a lot of guys away. And now I think, with that fan base and the celebrity fan base they have and the former players that are there, um, you do get the sense that this is the start of something pretty big to bring them back. Oh, yeah. Um, you know that I am a prisoner of the moment um, because I told you that I was like, I looked up odds for Heisman odds for Caleb Williams, yes. just to see. Just just to check, okay? Just to see what I could get. Um, so I mean, I'm not gonna confirm or deny that there's money down, but we'll figure it out um, later. But it's just, you know, it could be fun. I'm bored, it's the offseason. Um and my, my NFL bit. team lost. I I need I need something to look forward to. Um But yeah, I'm super excited for him because I think also the other part of this is that if I'm a quarterback looking at going to play under Lincoln Riley, like, look at the guys that have gone and played for him and, like, the success it's brought to them. But not only that, this guy chose to follow him and had the option of going to every other school he possibly could have imagined besides, I don't know, Alabama, and... Like that's a huge deal. Like that to me shows that like that's somebody you want to play for. In terms of recruiting, like that still to
0: me seems like kind of a
1: big deal as well.
0: I think it what I'm really curious with next year, there's going to be so much hype and they should win most games on their schedule. Like I really like USC heading into this season, which is a really bad thought. I think it was Bruce Feldman who wrote about like defensively just how bad they've gotten. They lose their best wide receiver, like they lose some pieces, like the really good players, they still have talent on the roster. They got a lot of work to do. So I, Mm -hmm. I am, I'm just fascinated by the overhaul. Like, but we tend to do this. We say Texas is back and you know, these teams are back. I mean, that's exhausting. This is a team that plays in the right conference at the right time. Yep. That can legitimately get back. Mm -hmm. But every moment that they aren't back, we're going to bury them for it. That's what we do. And so yeah. there is so much pressure on Caleb Williams next year. Like it, it's and he's kind of created it. like this felt almost LeBron like for a we haven't had this for like a transfer quarterback like this. Like mm-hmm. this felt like larger than life. And it's probably going to become, become the norm, by the way. That's the other part I wanted to ask you about. Like, are we entering a position where every offseason we are going to have multiple five-star quarterbacks changing think about it this year we had caleb williams we had spencer rattler we had jackson dart we had um other meaningful quarterbacks but like and and kale i don't know if he's a five-star now but he's really good so is it going to become unless you're a bryce young and you fall into a situation where is it going to be quarterback roulette it feels like it is because the rest of the sport's going to be so this may become the norm where a quarterback resets says okay where can i get the most money or the best situation and can transfer freely i'm okay with that page But it's great for content, too, by the way. It's going to be different, I think. And I think this is a turning point for that position.
1: Yeah, I will say we sort of saw this start when um, Tate Martell, Justin Fields, and Joe Burrow. Yes. And those guys were making moves and getting exemptions. And everyone was like, this seems like free agency a little.
0: Yes. Um.
1: If guys don't want to have to like sit out a year and these things and coming up with excuses. And now we have a situation where we're allowed to see what it's like. And I do think we're moving into a a stage of free agency because, I mean, the reality is that money is a big part of the sport now in a very public way. In a way that it wasn't before in terms of publicity, but it was actually playing a part. Um, But it's just... I mean, I don't mind it. I think they're going to have to figure out some form of regulation for it. I don't think Lane Kiffin was off when he was like, hey, there does need to be some rules and regulations. He's like, hey, by the way, I'm going to take full advantage of there not being rules and regulations right now. But, you know, maybe this should happen, which is fair, which is absolutely fair. And I think Nick Saban basically said the same thing. So, I mean, I think we are moving into a free agency. Quarterbacks are going to reign supreme. Um in terms of getting paid it's going to be fun i like it it's drama in the offseason
0: yes we will talk by the way jimbo saban lane yeah we will get there but we will get into it let's talk something that's making me sad it's jim harbaugh the possibility of leaving now by the time you're listening to this maybe he's got a team maybe he's with the vikings maybe he's at michigan like this is the awkwardness right now of like recording this page there's a lot of balls in the air at least Caleb Williams signed but yes. everything that I have heard and I think his intentions really I don't even, you don't even need to source this the fact that he's interviewing for the Vikings job on national signing day speaks volumes now I know I was right. you know talking about this on Twitter people are like well their class is pretty much signed like that's yeah. not the point like philosophically when you're interviewing with the Vikings on national signing day you're pretty much saying where you want to be Right. I, I, to me at this point, Paige, it's not a a matter of where he wants to be. It's will the NFL have him?
1: Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that I mean, I do to the point of people saying, you know, Michigan coaches had the day off today. It was going to be an off day anyway. He's on the NFL's timeline. I get that. I think like the optics of it just look really bad. And like if you're a guy that is already signed, like this day has to be kind of strange for you because it's like all right, I'm signed to play for this coach, but I don't actually know what's happening. and can't. Yeah. Like, I just – it, it's just a really tough situation to be in. Um, I think he leaves. I don't think he would make this move without leaving. Like, I, I honestly, if the Vikings want him, they are going to get him and he's going to yes. be gone. I think at this point he's made it pretty clear that, like, he wants to be back in, in the league. And you know what? Like, this was a great year for him at Michigan, but he did get – you know, had the pay cut, had to do all of that stuff to prove himself. And I think it's kind of a see you later on that situation if I had to guess.
0: but I, who knows? Uh, Yeah, no, I'm with you, and um, I think it's a really good – I think he's a great coach. Uh, there's really – how his personality will mesh with the NFL. We know he did it before. We know there was friction there. I think college football will miss him, and I guess I'll, I'll turn it this way. Michigan's in a really, really tough spot this is a terrible time to be hiring a coach who yeah. in turn would want to be hiring a staff. So if you're an assistant coach at Michigan, you're not feeling very good about yourself either today, because if this happens, then unless it's probably going to be unless you're that <laughs> is right. Cause you would assume he would stay and maybe he's going to get the job. I think he would be a really, really That's good hire.
1: Very, very, very strong case for that. Curve. I
0: like him a lot, but yes. Is it going to be Matt rule? Is it going to be Matt Campbell? Is it going to be Gat? Like, If Michigan opens up, like, early February, the domino effect on that is huge, right? You think about, like, job roulette here. Is it it Fickle who probably would never go? So that part's really interesting. But most of all, Paige, I'm really sad. You know I like Jim Harbaugh. I think he's great for college football. I think he's gone as well, and I don't like it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he's gone. I, I'm okay with it. I think he kind of deserves better than Michigan and how he was treated. I agree. So, um, I you know what? Good for him, and actually not terrible for the Vikings.
0: No, I think he his record with the your San Francisco 49ers, I have to All say right. it like fully now. I get very nervous when I say it around you. Like I'm going to say San San Francisco, like shorting it up. Yeah, he was like forty-four and nineteen or forty-four. Like he. I know it ended kind of weird, but he did a good job. So I don't know what you do with Kirk Cousins and all that. Like, good luck. But, yeah, I think he would be – I think it would be a really good hire. Like, he, he could coach, and he's done yeah. it. He's won. Um, he's all proved right. himself. But let's get to the meat of it. National Signing Day, Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher.
1: Okay, me, let me
0: – Yes, Let ahead. me just
1: read to you some stats about this 2022 class. Yes. Um. They signed seven of 34 composite five stars. They signed 16% of the nation's top 100 recruits. Wow. They signed a top eight player at every position. And this is officially the best recruiting class of all time. Like, ranking-wise, in terms of, like, I think Alabama and Georgia had, like, one year and then the following year, the other, like, won them up. This class has has beaten them out now yes sadly that is just not all the story jimbo went on this rant about how it's unfair to his staff to say that nil is the reason that they landed this really good class
0: people just love texas a and m page <laughs> he's That's like it. this is the best
1: school in the country Oh, yeah. You can get a great education. Have you heard of the 12th man? I'm like, you've got to be joking.
0: Hugh Freeze has said something similar in the past. Remember when Hugh Freeze got, like, the whole class to decommit and commit to him in, like, a matter of six weeks? All of a sudden, Ole Miss is like, wait a second. Ole Miss is a top three class. Uh, why is that? So, okay, so this starts because Lane Kiffin comes out and basically says NIL is screwing everything up, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um Nick Saban backs this up a little bit. NIL is screwing things up. We do things the right way. Jimbo is not having it. And I can't blame him for not having it. But let's be honest what's going on here. Texas A&M has unlimited resources. And they're taking advantage of it. And in the confines of the landscape, good for them. I love how outraged he is about it, though.
1: I So he got upset because... He said he even mentioned about how Nick complained about the transfer portal, but yet they're the ones taking the most of them. Here's my thing. You talk, You talked and I had a conversation about a Texas A&M story two years ago, two and a yep. half years ago. And the core of this story was to sort of explore the amount of money yep. that Texas A&M has backing that program. In terms of, okay, they have unlimited resources, and we knew that NIL was coming down the pipe, but we weren't sure yet when it was going to happen. And it was like, when it does happen, this is a school you're going to have to pay attention to because the funds are unlimited. I think it's funny that Jimbo is mad that people are saying that there are funds involved in getting this recruiting class. That's not to say that you couldn't get a good recruiting class otherwise. Does it help? Yes. Everybody else has those resources too. And does it doesn't help them? Yes. The point being, it it's deeper than a lot of other schools. That is just simply fact. And he's like, "You know, it's on bro bible and like slice bread amazing. said it." That's and amazing. I'm like, "No, this has just been like a known fact for years and Texas A&M alum and boosters are the first to brag about it." So if you're going to be mad at anyone for bringing it up and putting it out there, you might want to ask and talk to those people first before you come for Lane and Nick Saban. I also just thought the fact that he called them clowns and that it was clown behavior and clown acts, I just can't wait for all of them to play each other. Like, I just, I, I cannot wait because this is just the most ridiculous drama of all time and I love it. I love every minute of it.
0: So you could tell when Jimbo's answering first off, um, if you ever sat in person for a Jimbo interview, it's strange. It's, there is no, there's no gap between words and I've, I've actually tried to transcribe him. Right. So I'm listening to my tape recorder and it's just, it's a, every sentence is one giant word. And so he talks very fast. And in this interview, my favorite part of this is, Oh yeah. Is him, riling himself up. Saban does this really well too, by the way, when Nick gets going, there was that answer at his radio show, like in the fall where he yeah. got himself all wound up. I love when these guys, these two are With the co-
1: hands. I Okay. Nick has his hands. Jimbo yes. has his glasses, his glasses yeah. were he was twisting and hooting and hollering. And Hey, if you want to win like Nick Saban, you got to learn to rant like Nick Saban. Well, so there, props to Jimbo for getting on there.
0: These two are very similar. Both country boys. Right, they they have Mm. and they show it, and they both are. They have connect. They have connections with each other. I'm with you on the drama of this. Like Nick Saban is not gonna take this kindly. Jimbo clearly isn't either. Um, And Lane, of course, is just kind of like
1: Lane is gonna run with this in a way that Jimbo is gonna hate, and it is gonna be
0: hilarious. They both will. Lane, if he hasn't already. Is going to tweet out a picture of himself dressed as a clown. Yes. I have not seen eating sliced bread. Yes, eating sliced bread <laughs> with like a, a a laughing emoji, and Let's we will love sweet. him for it. I, I, I have not seen that, but Lane, are you kidding? Like this is playing into Lane's strength. Yeah, okay. this is that
1: was dumb to come for, for him. Um, I saw, hold on, I saw that Nick Saban had made a comment since we started recording. Let me look up the quote. Live he react. Said, he said he's not accusing anybody of breaking the rules, but he doesn't think recruits should be picking schools based on how much NIL money they can make. Which is true. Be, I get what he's saying. But, like, again, you're working the system as well. I think that's the difference between Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban and Jimbo is that Jimbo is just not owning that he's he's using the system for his benefit. Like and also the best part of that press conference was when he was like and people don't want to get started cuz I know things. I know things. I'm like okay, Jimbo, what do you know? Tell
0: uh, us. I mean all you of are, these guys you, you want to rat
1: somebody. Yes. Yeah, they could ruin each other's lives, but I'm like can you please this is like I legitimately all I want is for um all I want is for Andy Cohen. do you know who that is? The yes. Bravo guy? Okay. Yes. I need him to host a real housewives style reunion every offseason with college football coaches. And we can do it by conference. I kinda like that idea. I do too. The SEC one would pull in the most views ever like I could not imagine having them like sit on couches like on each side they're all like dressed and he's like so Jimbo you called Nick Sabin a clown and then you know Nick how do you feel about that and like really having them face to face and have these conversations instead of media members just like asking them in press conferences also shout out to our guy my, Michael Casagrande I, I tweeted him I was like can you please ask him about Slice Brady he goes no I responded yeah. clown yeah. Poor Mike, poor Casagrande. He does he does not need my oh, shit right now. Oh
0: no, this is this is a day where if you are a beat reporter, and I've been in that room, it's very tense. You're wondering who and how the question's gonna be worded. Um, but that ain't saving style either to lash out. Um like no, he doesn't he's gonna want...
1: beat you by a thousand with your number one yeah. Oh, and then class. he'll
0: he'll go into his office, he'll close his door, he'll he'll speak his piece about what he thinks on the matter. And I agree, I don't I think he's been he hasn't been hard. He has not been ripping on specific coaches or teams. He's no. been talking about how unregulated it is. Yeah. We wanted this. We are to blame for this, by the way, because we yes. said, pay the payers, play the players. And you think about it going back to last year, up to the last day, the NCAA is like, yeah, we're going to allow it. Well, it was in court. Of course you're going to allow it. Like nothing was going to happen. But if you, if you do make this wild Westie, which it is, this is the result of that. And yeah, Good luck. I I mean, I don't really think it's going to change much. Spoiler alert, uh, players have been getting paid, paid. To, to play college football at schools for a little bit now. So it's really not that different. It's just sort of legal. Like, and that's fine. It's and not going to change much.
1: No, it's not. I just think it's so funny that, like, also don't deny oh. that you're using this system to your advantage. That's the thing. I don't mind him being upset that people are throwing Texas A&M out there. Publicly to basically because they I guess the NCAA has looked into NIL deals and things like that So I understand like not wanting to deal with the compliance issue totally understand that but At the same time like you need to acknowledge that this is a part of the the game and you're taking advantage of it And that's okay. No one's no one's mad at you for that. Wayne Kiffin made a joke about it But he's not mad. He, he's doing the same thing He's literally using those same tools to his advantage to the best of his ability but you have more resources.
0: Yeah, and A and M, I mean Texas. I think as we come on, is recruiting great. A and M is recruiting great. The, the the story you referenced, by the way, which I believe we, well, I'm glad we didn't do it because A and M lost like a shit ton of games in the row after that. Then they almost made the playoff, and now they're kind of it. We should do that story again. It's can you buy a national championship? And the answer is absolutely you can. Yeah. Are you kidding? You just have to spend your money right, and so. You look at what AM is doing in this class. I don't know how much they're spending. I do love the rumors of a $25 million salary. Like, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> they are, they this class, and even the ones they've been assembling, this is how you win a national title. This is what Georgia did.
1: Yeah, this exactly. What Georgia did.
0: Now, Georgia did it like three, four years. So I don't think AM's ready to do it this year. Um, but next year, at this time, you put together another class like this. Yeah, yeah, you're well, in a position to do it.
1: And it's certainly going to be harder to do it over and over again because, like, for example, like, the LSUs, like, you're going to get a lot of one-off national championships that way because then someone's going to do really well and then get paid more to go play at another school because now he can. And there's going to be a lot of transfer stuff that goes on and you're not going to get the same guys coming back sort of like Georgia was lucky to have and things like that. So I think it will be harder than it was before. But absolutely, you can if you just keep it up, and you hit the right—you're gonna hit the right stride eventually, um—and then you just need Nick Saban to like lose a random game to help you out on that front. But yes, um, one thing that is just not involved with those three specific SEC coaches, but poor Brian Kelly, um. There was a video, I think it was over the weekend. It was Friday, yes, because I remember my my quote tweet of it was, I was just trying to enjoy my Friday night, and now I can't unsee this, which was Brian Kelly dancing behind a recruit. This recruit, Danny Willis, uh, committed to Alabama today. <laughs> so that effort um, in dancing, and also I will say, Nick Saban said, someone asked him about it, and he's like, I like to dance too, you know? I do the Cupid Shuffle, and... You know, line dance or whatever. So, so much
0: dad jokes up in here. Um,
1: <laughs> the okay. dad jokeness is just too much.
0: All right, real quick. That wherever the hell they're dancing, it looks like an awesome room. By the way, that LSU has concocted for this. It's like a video room. Can they get a bigger platform? It's very, it's very <laughs> tight up there.
1: Well, it's supposed to be one player, and it's supposed to be like a three sixty type deal, so they can well, get
0: cool. All right. So this is Gosh. the thing. And Brian Kelly now is not dumb is going to tap into this and is going to keep doing it because we're covering the shit out of it. And it's funny. Like I can actually say like Brian Kelly knows exactly what he's doing. It is cringy, but you know what? Brian Kelly's like, this is fun. I I, I mean, you didn't work, but all right, so if this is <laughs> going to become a thing. You got to get a bigger platform because he's standing up there with some <laughs> of the biggest humans on the planet and it it's looks like, like he's <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> hanging on for dear life. Like he's like, just, you know, out it's there. It's too close too close like it's it's a little close it's it's getting weird okay yes um it's getting
1: jim harbaugh having a sleepover at someone's house weird
0: (laughs) yes so i i have no issues with brian kelly doing this i know we don't like brian kelly there's some really good reasons not to like brian kelly okay like very serious non this podcast reasons to not like brian kelly however him willing to make fun of himself in these instances because Jesus, he knows he looks like a jackass, Um, (laughs) is not one of them. And yes, he loses a recruit, and that's bad, but yet it's still a talking point today.
1: I honestly, I I probably shouldn't. Those in glass houses should not throw stones because I was willing to pour mayonnaise on my head for views and listens for this podcast. So I really, I respect the fact that he's willing to make a jackass out of himself because can relate. But... The fact that it didn't work and that commit committed to Alabama of it's all funny. the places oh, yeah. is just absolutely hilarious. Welcome to the
0: SEC, buddy. The yeah.
1: SEC, yeah, yeah, exactly. Welcome. This is how it works. Um, the other thing that just makes me laugh is that Brady Quinn, like, literally is so pissed at him. I don't know if he's joking or not. Like, he probably is in some capacity. But, like, every time there's an opportunity to troll Brian Kelly, he's a part of it. So, like, the tweet today that was like, oh, this guy committed to Alabama, he quote tweeted, it was like, oh, you really hate to see that or something like that. I love that. The pettiness, oh, this yeah. is what I mean. This is what I mean. This is like the real housewives. This is reality TV at its finest. This is an untapped source of just drama that needs to be filmed and put out in some capacity. It is, it is
0: like the heart of the off season. Well, I guess we have National Signing Day yes. and there's content galore. <laughs> we were we were wondering, what the hell are we going to talk about? Right. And we're talking about this. I have a question about the mayo bath, by the way. Um, yes, go ahead. I want to. I want to hijack. We should
1: discuss it. We should discuss it. All
0: right, you did an amazing job. Your mayo bath was way better than Beemers. Thank you. Beamers. Like I would agree. The 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 mayo viscosity, like that was like Nintendo, uh, not Nintendo, Nickelodeon slime. Like yes. Like, so walk us through the process of the mayo bath, like the prep. I know you were not (laughs) excited about this. I would not have been excited about it either. Yeah. Um, So walk us through the process of this because you did a very good job.
1: It was two jars of mayo and I put it into a giant bowl and then I added a little water to make it a little bit easier to dump, which I got that tip from the Duke's Mayo Bowl because I had seen that they had been practicing with consistency, but I had one shot to get this right. So I was really nervous. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to put something down outside. So I don't just like dump it on the ground. Um, and I, it's, I also was like, okay, I, I have to wear like clothes that I don't care about. I don't know. I was just yes. like, trying to figure out the best way to do this. And I actually, when I got out there to do it, I was like, oh no, I didn't put my hair up. Like, this is a bad idea. Turns out that was the best thing that could have happened to me because my hair literally made a wall in front of my face <laughs> and protected me from the mayo dripping down my face. But then when I lifted up my hair, you know, like in the pool. I mean, I don't. You're not a girl, so maybe you don't know this. But did you ever have like a girl that you were like swimming with that like would flip their hair like backwards and look yeah, like, like George Washington like move, with like the water
0: movie style? Yes.
1: Yes. Legitimately, that's what happened when I flipped my hair up. I have a picture of it. I'll, I think I sent it to you, actually, maybe. Yes. Uh, but it literally flipped up, like, George Washington. And I was just like, okay. And then I was like, I. so I had a towel boy there that was ready to give me a towel. So I toweled off. And then I immediately, like, put my clothes in the washing machine and got in the shower. Like that was, And it only took four shampoos to get it out. But also, I the best part of this is that... I went to get my hair done the next day so like to get it colored and cut because I hadn't had it done since November and I did purposely did the mayo bath before I went to do that cuz I was like I don't want to ruin my new hair um and one of the like women in the salon that works there follows me on Instagram and she was like I just saw your mayo bath and the lady do my hair I was like you're what and I was like well, I had, like, poor mayonnaise on my head. And she was like, well, now I have to see it. So we, like, got a good laugh in the hair salon about that. And she's like, well, it's not terrible for your hair, but I'm glad you washed it before you came in.
0: I um I was doing a radio, radio spot on Friday, mm-hmm. last Friday. And I've done this for years, like, seven or eight, ten – I mean, Jesus, a long time. Yeah. And I get on there, and the first question, they're like, so, uh, no puns allowed, uh, your co-host, Paige <laughs> – mailback like what uh what like it was like and then i was like caught off guard i'm like what oh yeah um lost a bet uh way better than the other man like i was like shook i did not expect <laughs> to answer questions about i was like your publicist it's like oh you know we pay our bets and then i talked about potentially our next bet of the oh the tick tocking the tick tocking um which I well we've got Super Bowl stuff to talk about. I don't know if the Super Bowl is going to be a good bet point or not because I think you and I might be on the same side of this. Just yeah. saying, I know where your allegiances are, and I think you and I are some sim- simpatico there. Maybe, <laughs> maybe slightly different reasons, but um, still still simpatico nonetheless. But we'll talk Super Bowl. Um, all right, we talked Lane. Yes, yeah, a little. Tri- oh, yes, we did. I I love Lane um we love lane we love lane we need to get I, Lane on this show yes it's time to do some lane content i mean you and i joke every time i want to do a lane story you're like it's that time again look at the watch <laughs> it's lane content time although i will say Paige, we were on the content train at the right time we we foresaw the lane kiffin revival and there he did. is
1: we bought so, in we bought lane stock early at fau we really did but before I, before the god awful commercial we bought stock
0: all right, so I'm pulling up to transfer portal stuff with Lane. Huge. Uh, you get Jackson Dart, you get Zach Evans, and you have a, a competent offense. I, I'm telling you, I watched Dart last year, and there were glimpses of him. Like Caleb Williams was great, but I saw some stuff from Dart. It would not surprise me if he ends up being better than Caleb Williams. Not meant to be a hot take. I think Did that you look up Dart... Heisman
1: on. <laughs> What's my um, problem? Like why can't I just – like. Let, Let them know. be so you're, good you're, players without being in Heisman.
0: No, you're doing fine. And We're gonna look at that actually. You're doing great. I feel bad your degenerate ways. But so they got they get Dart, they get uh the tight end Trig, who actually has is like a really high profile tight end addition. You've got Lane tweeting a picture of himself as the portal king, uh is Joe Exotic. But I I think loss in the Caleb Williams, like Lane just like rebuilt his offense in like a month, and I think they could be really, really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, football is better when Lane is creating content this way and bringing in good players. And it's flashy. It's exciting. It'll be fun. I we talked about this last week, right? About yep. that we thought that Dart was probably going to go there, and how exciting of an offense that would be. Oh my god! I good mean, for him.
0: by the good
1: way, good for him. Good for Lane.
0: Dart's I mean, got to be in terms of nil names. Jackson Dart is. Like NIL, I mean, right? You if know? you
1: cannot get a deal with a name like that and you are a quarterback, figure it out, dude. Also, if You want me to help you? I can.
0: SoCal Kid looks like the, the looks the part of like the quarterback, the like the actor that plays Sunshine. a young quarterback in a movie. Yes. Sunshine, so I Sunshine. think I, Maybe I, we should
1: I, start calling him that.
0: I could get that stick.
1: We could get that started.
0: Yeah. I like this is our first go of the transfer portal. And I'll say, I mean, Caleb Williams, USC crushed it. Alabama crushed it. I think Old miss right there. And by the way, Evans is phenomenal. Like, phenom- like the glimpses of him have been really good going back a time that was him and Bijan in that class. Yeah. So I think when you think about it now, I mean, he's had a really interesting kind of winding road. His recruitment was strange ends up as TCU, now at Ole Miss. The, the that's Those are your two best running backs next year, in my opinion, and Robinson and, and him, and I think at Ole Miss they're going to use him really, really – the way, frankly, Texas is using Bijan. So, Lane, yes, we have an open invitation for the pod. We should probably talk and get you to, like, wax poetic about whatever the hell you want to wax poetic on. Just saying. Like, does that sound desperate? Because it feels desperate.
1: No, no, because we both have – we both have relationships with him. So I think it's normal to be like, Hey, friend, come on let's, our show.
0: All right. So this is an open invitation to Lane Kiffen, which should be the title of the podcast. Let's make okay. this a movement, an open invitation to Lane Kiffin. It's normally a hard thing for us. I need to say it. So I know that it's, it's going to stick. Um, Lane, let's talk, get our people, your people and make some content. So, okay. Do you want to talk? Um, well, what do we have in the doc? I want to tell people how you have it, how you have <laughs> it listed in the doc. Or do you, or do you want to do the honors of telling you how you have it listed? No, you can, you can read it. So it says we we do a rundown of what we're going to talk about in the pod, <laughs> and it just said I love Joe first. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't need you to correct it, even though there's some grammatical things that maybe we have lots to walk of grammatical through. things. Not yeah, only, that's I, not only
1: is I, it's supposed to be loved, but also first is capitalized at the end yes. of the sentence. Whatever. It's like a poem. I'm just very passionate about this. Um, yeah. Sadly, this weekend, my San Francisco 49ers lost in really painful fashion.
0: It was painful. Um, sorry. To
1: the Rams. And um, earlier in that day, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals made the Super Bowl. Now, if you have literally listened to anything I have ever done or – seen any form of tweets you know that i love joe burrow like i and have been on the joe burrow train it's been very difficult for me to watch look i'm not saying the people on twitter can't love joe burrow too i'm just saying that i loved joe first and i would just like everyone to know that i very much.
0: This is yours. Stand
1: behind him. That he is. That I just much like if this was like when everybody started loving on Najee. I was like, look, I, there are just certain players that like I take, I take to heart. Okay, Um, I'm very happy for Joe Burrow. I will say that if the 49ers did make the Super Bowl versus Joe Burrow, I would have been rooting for the 49ers solely because. My heart belonged to the Niners before it belonged to Joe Burrow. Okay, so like it's it's just based on like timeline there. I'm grateful I don't have to root against him. I am rooting yes. for him. But you're also not on TikTok, so here's the other reason why this oh, has boy. fired me up a little. There are so many TikToks of women being like, "Oh, I love Joe Burrow," or "This is why I'm the this Super Bowl's for the girls because Joe Burrow's in it." And I'm like, he is so much more than that. Okay, <laughs> he's not a piece of meat. He is not a piece of meat. Okay. Oh yeah. He is smart he's funny, he's good-looking, he's good at football, like, I just...
0: What's his stats against Alabama in 2019? He, Let's talk about that.
1: He Yeah, exactly, and he said that that was the the um, other best win that he's been a part of, not winning a national championship, it was beating Alabama in, two, in 2019.
0: Um. So it, we would have had the handsome quarterback Super Bowl with Jimmy G and the <laughs> world, right? Like, it would have been, yeah. I mean, just pure handsomeness, but I... I, I, we, all right. So next week, we have not vetted this, but I'm going to vet it. Let's vet it out in the open. We need, we could do a fun prop pick contest for the Super Bowl. I will, we'll get the props out. Maybe we'll run them down like 10 to 15. Hell yeah. I'm betting a goddamn coin flip and hell yeah. It's going to be Tails. Spoiler alert. Um, because I love betting on the Super Bowl and all of its stupidity, we could bet on a fat guy to score a touchdown, which we are absolutely going to do. So we will do next week prop bet galore. But in the meantime, I am supremely excited for Joe Burrow. I, when you think of his last three years, transfers from Ohio State. He is good. He is a handsome gentleman, by the way. So transfers from Ohio State (laughs) and all of a sudden becomes the guy. Like, he was this was not jackson dart this was not like he was fine in his first season with lsu and then it was brady and it was orgeron like they just unlocked greatness like Mm -hmm. i mean it's one of the weirdest three years i've ever seen so okay has a phenomenal first year excuse me second year jamar chase uh justin jefferson Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, super team, maybe one of the greatest teams of our lifetime, the greatest offense of our lifetime, I think it's comfortable to say, blows out his knee in pretty horrific fashion, like bad, bad. I cried. I cried. I mean, I remember seeing the scars of him on his knee, like taking pictures. It's like, is this guy Mm -hmm. ever going to be the same? And now is just a fucking monster Mm -hmm. and is a cocky MFR in the best possible way. In the best way. What's he going to wear? Like, his Super Bowl outfit's going to be something... Like, he's going to dress like a horse or something. It's going to be outrageous. Like, he could do what... He, he could make whatever he wants, like, look cool. He like wouldn't... He that he, yes.
1: He wouldn't do that because he wouldn't want to upset Pita because he's just very no, socially aware, and I appreciate that about him. Oh, boy. Um, but the other thing is that he also would be the first... Like, he'd be the first player to win the Heisman, win a national championship, and win a Super
0: Bowl. In, like... 36 months.
1: That's that's wild. And to think that this isn't like – I'm trying to think of an example of, like, somebody who, like, we would expect this from. Like, also if Bryce just, Young, for example, if Bryce Young wins a national championship this next year, we would expect maybe that if he goes to a certain team, he could potentially get to a Super Bowl. The thing is about this is, like, this is all time. It's not like getting to your team and just getting to the Super Bowl, like, within those amount of years. It's like, Period.
0: He also is doing it for the fucking Bengals. And that's not a knock. I, I'm a Jets fan. No, that's like, wild. It, like the Bengals. So, you know, that the whole thing is just as and I'm I'm nervous that I'm biased with my Super Bowl picks because I love Joe Burrow for slightly different reasons than you do. But I mean, I love him for well. I
1: have the same reasons you do just like a little bit added on.
0: Fair enough. I and his cockiness his arrogance. I will never forget Paige standing in the locker room after they beat Alabama. <laughs> His fucking hair is perfect. It was very annoying. His hair is perfect. He just played and they just kicked the shit out of Alabama. Tua, the cavalcade of receivers. And him and Ed Orgeron are there just smiling. They essentially know that that they won the national championship in that game. Yeah. Right? Like they they really like that's in hindsight now. They're like, oh my God, this team is so good. Yeah. Like we just won the national title. And like you could see it pop off there in that crowded room. And it was like, Yeah, that's that. Like that is that is that. And I'm I'm excited for him. I'm excited. I think you have like college football Twitter knows where it aligns because oh, Joe God, is yeah. that dude.
1: Joe is our guy. Joe is everybody's guy. I think um it's I also just like cannot stand the Rams. Like I cannot stand LA teams, period. But just like Everyone's like, oh, I'm so happy for Matthew Stafford. Great. I'm happy for him too. Congrats on getting there with a team that's good. We get it. But,
0: oh, yeah. Like, it's not, it's not, fire. not Joe. No, no it's I'm, not Joe. I'm just, it's not Joe. It's
1: just what, not, I can't.
0: So, what, what is what? The, the line right now? Is what, four and a half? Four and a half. Total is 48 and a half. We're not going to make our pits, picks. We got, we got content galore, but four and a half. Um, I also am curious next week to talk about Super Bowl plans because I've always been mixed on Super Bowl, how I celebrate the Super Bowl. Um, my plans are
1: I will be out of town. Okay. So I will not be at home base, which I usually do with like my family. Yeah. But I will be I'm going to the waste management open.
0: Oh, Jesus. Week. God bless you. <laughs> So, oh, oh um, I will be in Phoenix. Actually, today. I can't wait to talk about that. We will talk about <laughs> that next week too. All right. No. Wait. 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 Wait.
1: We f- did not put something on the rundown that I just want to say because well, you said handsome quarterbacks, and I went, "Oh my god, we totally forgot." One of the most handsome quarterbacks that ever played the game retired
0: this week for um, reals. He he did. As a Jets fan, okay, I don't even want to go as a Jets fan. Let's talk about journalistic the journalistic way this thing went down. I'm fascinated by this. I'm not an uber journalistic integrity person. We write, we cover, we do stories. It's important. They had the scoop. Adam Schefter, and I think it was Jeff Darlington, had the scoop. I mean, Schefter has not had a great eight months when it comes to covering stories, but they got this. And you could tell Brady was probably pissed about that. And took his couple of days and then got, like, two retirement celebrations. Um, so I thought that was fascinating because we're ready to drag Schefter again because we've been doing it, including me. But ultimately, like, I – Tom Brady felt immortal, right? Like, Tom mm-hmm. Brady, as a Jets fan, as whatever, like, and he looks like he's still 30, 30 years old. The <laughs> fact that he's gone is a little bit strange. And – I can't even say like seven Super Bowls, is is absurd. Like seven Super Bowls, when you think of longevity in the NFL, I don't think that will ever be touched again. I, I yeah. frankly I don't. I think I think he's done some things frankly that are probably untouchable.
1: Yeah, and it was I saw like a a post during all the celebrations about like things that have uh, like what happened the last time Tom Brady wasn't playing football and it was like Tiger had only won two majors at that point i was like jeez oh god i was 7 years old um oh god. but my brother was born the year that Tom Brady started playing football that our professional football I should say um wow but i i don't i just don't think the, there was a need to drag Schefter on this I just think that like you have that news you break it I don't know he's the best in the business at doing that so I don't really know I think everyone's like oh Tom he should have let Tom do it on his own well then Tom should have been honest about the fact that he knew and just done it like I did he not want the attention to be taken away from him on the game
0: day like I don't come on do you think there's any chance he comes back because Breeze and Manning were both completely washed at the end right like no knock great I love both yeah. of those dudes but you watched Drew Brees throw a football last year and it hurt me and you watched yeah. Peyton Manning try to fumble you know get through a Super Bowl and it was like it's done this guy still has I'm wondering um you know you spend time with your kids and your wife just saying over an off season very long off season if he's going to get here in like 5 months and be like god damn it what do no. I do with myself you don't think no. so no
1: no because I think Um, look at Kobe. Like, when he was done, it was like, yes, he was older and basketball is a different sport, I get it. But he also, like, became great at a lot of other things. And I think Tom Brady has the ability to do that. He's going to make so much goddamn money not playing football that I don't think it's... And he's going to, like, do other things and be really great at other things that I think it's going to feed his need for greatness. Do I think he'll miss football? Of course. But I think... This was a decision that he waited to make and waited lo- so long to make because he didn't want to do the hey, I'm retiring, hey, I'm not retiring thing. I think he really wants to be done and once he's done, he's going to really focus on the other things. Um, I think, like, he, I don't know, like, I had, it's hard for me because I I just remember so much of my, like, childhood just not letting, liking Tom Brady because he was Tom Brady, you know what I mean? He was the enemy. But as you get older and you see how he is and how he's handled things and, you know, conversations he's had um, and interviews he's done about, you know, his family and the sacrifices and things like that, it really makes you respect the fact that he's like, okay, this is the time and I'm going to dedicate it to those people because they've given up so much for me to be here. But um, it was kind of a weird thing. When it first came out on Saturday, I was, like, kind of emotional about it. I was like, man, Tom. And then, then when it officially was confirmed... I was like ready for jokes. I was like, t- it was like two tale of two stories. I was like, thank you for retiring twice, so that I could really like dive into this. Get I could correct. be I could be sad the first day, and then I could really get my jokes off. Like I'm I'm thankful for him because it was one of the best sports days for me. Was watching Nick Foles beat him in a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl MVP. Like for an Arizona grad, that's like one of the peaks of being an Arizona alum is Nick Foles. Okay, oh, so he beat Tom Brady. Like that's huge, but. And also the fact that Padre's fans were so so upset. Oh yes, they were crushed because he was retiring, and oh, now they you're loved him so much. Him. I love this. And then and then it was like he didn't mention us. He didn't mention us, and I was oh, like, yes. this is a joke. This is a I, joke. And also, it's I, like kind of fun to watch Boston fans be upset like that.
0: Oh, I know. It's yes, this is kind of awkward the way it went down with Bill Belichick with Kraft. Like, this is not a clean departure here. No,
1: he. He did it intentionally. He intentionally left them out of that. And then later was like, oh, thank you so much. But he did not mention them in the final retirement thing. He and knows what he's doing. He does. He doesn't do anything willy-nilly. It's not like, oh, like, I did this. Everything is calculated. Everything is calculated. Everyone's Everything's thought out. Um, it's not organic. Um, you've seen his social media. You know it's not. But also I just was, like, a little underwhelmed by the, like, notes slider. Like, it was like a recruit being like, respect my decision. You know what I mean? Oh, it
0: was very hard to read. I was trying to read on my phone. I'm like, what's the what's the meme? Like,
1: well, you know what, you know what? Um, maybe you should get an iPhone because you can blow up the text. You can see, zoom in.
0: I could do that too, but it's just like, mm, can you? Um, I'm sorry that happened to you, or happy for you though. Like the meme. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? The screenshot. Yeah. Oh yeah, that the was That was like, like
1: too long to read. I'm sorry that, or yeah. oh, congratulations, or congratulations, or like, <laughs> whatever was, happened.
0: Yeah, I, that was me. Okay, last thing, and then we got to get out of here. Draft season is officially here. The uh, senior bowl is going on, which is like a world-class event. And I already, I both love, love and despise draft season for a few reasons. And Mm -hmm. Kenny Pickett, not getting his hands measured because he's double jointed and he's working on exercises to like improve the measurement of his hand size. Is hilarious to me. This is why, and, and also sad, right? This is where the draft process gets so weird. So all yes. I'm bringing this up, we are going to do some draft on this. We don't know how much. Um, our our love really is college football, but we do love the draft because this is like the graduation of our it's guys. When,
1: yeah, it's like when you're like a son. It, it, I think of them as all my children. I'm like, oh, there's my favorite guy. He's going to yes. this team. I'm so happy for him.
0: But I <laughs> just love poor Kenny Pickett. having to hold up his hand with his double-jointed situation saying, you know, we'll do the measurement at the Combine. I'm working on exercises to... to, Are you fucking kidding me? I should know better.
1: It's such a weird thing. Like, I just... Like, grown men talking about other grown men's measurements just, like, really...
0: Well, Joe Burrow, by the way, small hands, and had the tweet from back in the day... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> cut deep uh sorry feel like you're like gasp um and he had the tweet like oh how am i ever gonna hold the football with these super small hands i'm paraphrasing <laughs> i don't know if you've seen that it's i have not seen it but yes that's hilarious i, I hope that's real and i'm not making that up hold on. <laughs> you hope you were to uh like photoshop dupe yes hold on hold on oh yes. my god um Boy, but, if like, you, if Joe if Burrow Google, has small
1: hands, then you should definitely get a quarterback with small
0: hands. Joe Burrow, here, by the way, are the first things that come up in my Google Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow sacked, Joe Burrow girlfriend, Joe He Burrow does glasses. have a girlfriend. By the way,
1: I should mention that. He does have a girlfriend, and she's been with him since Ohio State. And, like, full respect to her, and I'm so sorry for her that, like, everybody is, like, calling her boyfriend daddy. Like, that is weird. That is so weird. So shout out to her. And if she wants to go on the podcast and like talk about her Super Bowl experience when they win, I'm all I'm all for it.
0: I, I believe I respect that relationship. Yes. Oh absolutely. That's situation. There is something, something um now. hold on. This is great. I'm sure this is great for the pause. Uh Joe Burrow has nine inch hands. Um, and this was the prompting <laughs> of an entire day of hand size discussion. But I can't find his tweet. But it's worked out well for him, and it yeah. is odd to be processing hand size. All of this shit is ridiculous. We're gonna, you know, we're what? Gonna... don't
1: judge, don't judge people by their hand size. You just never know.
0: No, and but it's also like <laughs> this process is so weird. Like the combine where we walk out, these guys shirtless, and they were like, Hmm. yes. So is very They're in, like, the tightest of clothes and they... yeah like the Tom Brady image to tie it all together where he's standing there at the Combine looking like not the greatest of all time um is perfect so okay with that any parting thoughts Super Bowl which will be fun we'll have Harbaugh resolution we think
1: yes hopefully um
0: we'll have some signing I'm sure we'll have signing day commentary oh, wow. yeah. whatever that Lane Nick whomever Any other parting thoughts here?
1: No, I just really hope Lane Kippen dresses up as a clown and posts a picture. Maybe I'll send him that and be like, Hey, you should dress up as a clown and tweet it. That'd be hilarious.
0: An open invitation to, to the pod. Yeah. Don't
1: forget Lane. Come on the pod.
0: Lane, let's make this happen. We'll come to Oxford. We will. I'm going to put together our prop bets for next week. We are going to tackle that and there will be some sort of stakes attached. Maybe that will be the the TikTok. TikTok video. Yeah. Oh God. Give me the mayo instead. Um,
1: (laughs) No, as someone who's done it, you don't want to do it. I'm never doing that again.
0: That's true. I don't know what the stakes would be, but yes, TikTok's a good one. All right. Paige, I am Adam. We will talk to you guys next week.